People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm Joe. I'm here with my brother Matt. Matt, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, We're back for episode 125. I hear that stupid robot in my head from Short Circuit. Uh, What was his name? Johnny Five? (laughs) Yeah. Johnny Five is alive. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 125. We're back. Uh, It is right before the holiday season here in November. As always, we have... Wrestling on in the background, we're watching AEW Dynamite. This is Dynamite, yeah. From? November 3rd. November 3rd, okay. Yeah. So, just recently passed. MJF's on the screen, talking about Darby Allen. And then on our second screen, we've got... Uh, whoa, whoa, Russeltron. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, Russeltron. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Russeltron uh, playing IWTV's stream of... P- Premier Wrestling Federation. Yeah, PWF's WrestleVania event. I'm going to assume they're based out of Pennsylvania. Is it, you is know, it? I, I didn't even put that together. I yeah. just got the castle because it was supposed to be... Oh, know, it's Castlevania? Okay. Castlevania. Okay. So I, I have no idea. Um, I'm loving the neon green ropes. Yeah, it's different. I'm trying to think who this, this guy... I know I've seen him before. He's a famous indie wrestler. I can't think of his name, though. This dude? Yeah. It's not John Davis, is it? I think it is John, John Davis. Davis. Okay. Yeah. John Davis. Uh, he's pretty well known in, on the indie circuit. He just pulled out a shiv. Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you all to my dad. I brought some brownies. You got weed in them? <laughs> I feel bad for that white boy, but his daddy shouldn't have looked at her like that, so you know. Because I don't like you looked at me. Why you gotta look at me like that? Sandra, I apologize. I don't know how I'm looking at you. Like that. Like what? Oh, look. Look, you're doing it. I'll look over here. Don't look at me. You don't know how to talk to people. Why you gotta be looking at me, white man? I'm not looking at anyone. If someone could... <laughs> <laughs> Sandra, I haven't been stabbed. I don't know what I did. Not John Davis, uh, whoever he's fighting. Yeah, some small guy. That was a prison shank if I've ever seen one, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, I actually want to... Wa- I've been listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, and there's a lot of good ones out there. And one of the the more popular ones that, uh, that exists is the... Uh, at least they, they say they're, they're number one sport or number one wrestling podcast or like top 20 sports podcasts. The drive through. Oh, okay. Yeah, with yeah. Jim, Jim, Jim Cornette, Cornette. Brian and Last. I finally, I finally checked out some episodes, and I, I, I get it. I get what a lot of people, why people listen to it. Sure. But I also understand why a lot of people have disdain for it. Yes. <laughs> I just, I just, I just gotta, I gotta put my two cents in, right? Please, I, no. I mean, I'm, I know I'm nobody in the, the podcast world. No, this is world, this but, is your platform. But uh, you know, I, I mean, Jim Cornette is somebody who I've I've said it before on this podcast. If I if I had a wrestling company and I had an opportunity to work with Jim Cornette, I would consider it because he knows so much about the business. He is a handful, and 
you know, when it comes down to it, he's a fucking asshole, and he's hard to deal with, and he's really hard to listen to, because, and I know I'm going to be, like, scoffed at for saying this, <laughs> but... Not by me. <laughs> but when it comes to the 2021 standards, the guy is not what he claims out to be anymore. Well, you, you got to remember, and I think a lot of a lot of his naysayers will agree with you, uh, obviously the Hardcore, sure, cult, yeah, yeah, yeah. hardcore cult of Cornet members won't, but you're right, and 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 this is a very unpopular opinion, mind you. But mm-hmm. you're right. Does he know his fundamentals? Absolutely, and I love that about yep. his booking and his ideas, because in my eyes, if you can't do the fundamentals, if you can't get that right, chances are the end result is not going to come across as well as you'd want it to. Is that fair to say? I, I would agree with that. Okay. Yes. So, going, piggybacking off of that, going forward, he is dated, and that's the problem. The The product has changed, for better or for worse, the product has changed that everybody's putting out there. If you're a wrestling fan through and through, you're going to sit through the old stuff and the new stuff, and you're going to find stuff you love and you hate about both. I agree, yes. The point there is to stay a wrestling fan. Jim Cornette has, you know, he has a plethora of information locked away in that head of his. And it just, at some point, it just, he stopped. He stopped growing. He stopped growing with the business. And again, that's okay, Mm -hmm. but that's where a lot of his opinions these days about stuff we see on television now, that's where it differentiates because... He's bitter. He's bitter that kayfabe is dead and pro wrestling has changed and there's nothing he can do about it. You have to remember that when you go and listen to him talk on his podcast Mm -hmm. that whether you like that or not about him, it's part of where he's coming from. It's part of his opinion, always. And he'll tell you that. I'm not telling, I'm not trading any fucking behind the scenes (laughs) secrets here, Matt, you know. But a lot of people who listen don't understand that or refuse to understand that, depending on your side of the the line there. And and I I do understand that. I do get that. He's he's very difficult to listen to because it's 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 unfortunate because a guy like Jim Cornette is he, he I think he represents a lot of where I get frustrated with the wrestling fans because you have those guys. You have those guys that say outlandish things like you always have to have to have a good story. You have to have babyface versus heel that's not true that should that, that that doesn't that hasn't existed in a long time and it's for the best if you were a good story is a good story right no matter what it is you have two guys who are huge baby faces but they want to be the best they want to be the champion ask new japan pro wrestling how much money you can make doing that you make a ton yeah it happens all the fucking time and then you have, again, you have these ridiculous remarks about certain guys not being the right size, they shouldn't be wrestlers. It, it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me how somebody who is such a big, he's a big wrestling fan, probably the biggest wrestling fan alive today. And I, I'm not going to take that away from him. He's an he's a encyclopedia, he's a historian, all that. But for somebody like that, you would, it would frustrating because he is so intelligent that you just wanted him to bridge that gap. Of right. of wrestling fan, <laughs> and he just he just doesn't do that. And, yeah. and I think the biggest frustration to me though is not is not Jim Cornette. It's it's the ego of Brian Last because I know he's he's created a success for himself with the Six Hundred Five podcast. But I'm listening to this. I'm listening to. I, I think I listened to about 
13, 12, 13, 14 episodes. I mean, you created a podcast that's just an AEW bashing session for the most part. For And to me, it's like, guys, like, you want to talk wrestling, talk wrestling. You know, you're, you're being called out verbatimly that you're just, you're, 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 you're shock jockeys of anti-AEW. And you haven't done anything that I've heard. I haven't listened to all 200 whatever episodes. Right, right. So, I mean, you could, maybe I'm wrong, but what I've gotten is just guys that are just really kind of piggybacking off of another company's success. I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but you're really getting, you're really building that idea to a lot of people. Because that's, when I heard that, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how much they talk about it. In a three-hour episode... I would say easily 80% of it is AEW. There's other, if you're a big wrestling fan, and, and Jim Cornette is, I don't know much about this Brian Last guy. I don't really care to. But there's other shit out there. Yeah. And, I mean, to me, that's why it's like, after, I was like, I want to check it out. I want to give it a, and I wanted to give it a review. Again, nobody asked for it. Nobody cared for this opinion, but I'm giving it anyways. <laughs> and, and it's just like, where, like, I, where is the where is the context of of having a variety? Because that's what pro wrestling is. That's what you and I talk about. That's what other wrestling podcasts talk about. We talk about variety, the good, the bad, the ugly of pro wrestling. Yes, we we bash AEW, but we also praise AEW. We bash WWE, and we sometimes praise WWE in very very few few spots. But wrestling is this big, beautiful melting pot. You have your sports entertainment. You have your quote-unquote alternative in AEW. You have your independent scene, and then you have your international scene. I mean, when I'm listening to it, I just get two guys. I got one guy that used to be in the business, and one guy that's just a big fan that just seem to dislike the product so much that you you feel the need to talk about it for three hours every week. I don't know, man. Like, Well, two, six, six if you count the other show. Okay, yeah. well, to each their own, but... <laughs> I don't know. To me, I'm, I'm going to say things, say the same thing that other people say to us. If you don't like it so much, then how would you book it? Now, I know Jim Cornette does it sometimes. He does. But yeah. Brian Lass, I challenge you. How would the fuck would you fix pro wrestling? Because all you do is complain. You see Cody Rhodes here. He hates Cody Rhodes. How do you fix that problem? And, and, and you know, th- this is something I, I admittedly struggle with when it comes time for us to sit and record an episode because mm-hmm. here we are trying to give everybody a lot of variety to go in and check out and go and uh, peruse yeah. and experience you know rather than just do what they do because you're right it is it's usually just AEW and or WWE and nothing else yeah there's no talk of NWA there's no talk of Ring of Honor GCW MLW, MLW, international, and, and, and yeah, and and that's what kills me. Brian Last, he 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 always says he's a huge Japanese wrestling fan. He'll say that he watches it, but very sparsely these days. Mm-hmm. But even that, even that little bit that he does watch these days, he won't talk about. So obviously, anyone listening to this kid will scoff and say Brian Last has made a name for himself in the podcast industry. And you're right, he has. And maybe that's the the, the key to success is just. Talk about what everybody wants to hear. We talk about you, Joe, and I talk about the stuff that we love, and we're nowhere near the success 
O'Brien Lass and, and his two podcasts. I'm a, I don't know if he has any more. Oh, he's, he's good, yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, well, I'm just comparing it to those two podcasts. Sure, sure. We're not, that, we're not at that level. We may never be at that level. But I, I will say this. The one, th- the one difference, and this is not a podcast bashing for the sake of podcast bashing. I just, I challenge anybody that listens to this, compare and contrast the difference because some people do call us out. People call me out that I just bitch and moan about stuff. But I, 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 I come to the table with things and we come up with solutions. You don't have to agree with them, but they're solutions. Right, right. At the end of the day, I don't just sit there and bash the same thing and, and, and say, and, and, and garner a fan base, just say, like, look at how successful I am. When your success, as far as the drive-in, is based off of the success of another company. If this company goes away, if AEW goes away, who are you going to pick on now? Yeah. Who's who's at that level? Yeah, there's where's the where where does the content go from there? And that's that's where I I, I sit there and I challenge not necessarily Brian Last, but any listener. You want to spend some time, guys. I'll give you I'll give you AEW talk. I'll give you WWE talk. We'll do it all day. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but that, I'm sorry, that was my point from earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, we try to give you a bunch of variety of things to talk about or, or, or experience. It, you know, if if that was the case, and and all anybody ever wants to hear is just bashing and, and bitching and moaning about two companies, oh my God, I, both of us could do that to no end. <laughs> I know? mean, I, I do it amongst myself all the time when I watch Raw. It's like, what the fuck? I, <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. Great, but so. that's it, it's not good. It's not good for the yeah. industry. It, it's not good for the. I, I again, everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans in general yeah. are very opinionated. Yes, yes, I'm yes, cool with. Are. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm so cool with that. But if you're not offering solutions, what really are you offering? You know. Yeah. And that's that's really all we need to talk about. That you guys spend out your time uh, at, at your will because it's. it's you know, it's your entertainment. You know, at the end of the day, it's your mm-hmm, entertainment. Mm-hmm. We hope we can bring you entertainment uh, every single episode. That's what we strive to do. But uh, at any rate, this again, this is not a bashing thing for the sake of bashing. It's just my humble opinion on the situation, on the topic. But plenty to talk about in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Where do you want to start? I think we need to start with a company that doesn't get talked about a lot. And it may not be talked about a lot uh, for, for a long time, given the situation. That's Ring of Honor. That's that's one of the Ooh. that's one of the hottest topics amongst wrestling fans. <laughs> you hear that? You hear me stress that? Yeah, right? yeah. What, all right. So <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got the news of this uh, late October. Yep. And Ring of Honor out um, of the blue. Out of the yeah, out of the blue. I mean, because they were they were doing some pretty decent stuff. Getting ready for final battle. Final battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got Faction Wars, you got a brand new women's champion, Roxy, congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Everything's looking like it's it's on, on the rise. You got rid of PCO. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything's looking good, and then Ring of Honor on, a, on some random weekday, they... they you never, you know, it's 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 something serious when it when it's a like a black background with a white font. <laughs> now it's me. You're like, oh shit, what what's going on? What, what happened? Uh, they they announced that uh, after final battle, which is happening in early December, early to mid December of 2021, that uh, they're going to be taking a sabbatical for I want to say the first quarter of 2022. Yeah, I think they're due back like late April. 
They said, yeah, they so they said their they, their plan right now is to be back Super Card of Honor, which is usually around WrestleMania because they they kind of piggyback off WrestleMania. I don't Joe maybe or you know said late April. Yeah. We don't know the exact timetable, but they said for SuperCard, which, right. is, which is April, essentially. That right there is... I, I, we should probably start with that before we... we because that's that's the for sure. Everything else, as, as far as I know, and maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, everything I know right now is still kind of hearsay. And by hearsay, I, I mean Dave Meltzer hearsay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So kind of kind of that grain of salt hearsay, but, but still worth talking about nonetheless. But the for sure... From Ring of Honor is that they are taking a sabbatical at the end of Final Battle, and so they're taking roughly what three months, four months off. Mm-hmm. What when you read that? What was your initial reaction, and you know, where does this company go from here at this point? My initial reaction was just I, I was I was washed over with shock because much like you, I thought, hey, everything's just kind of going through the motion. They're they're building things up through the pandemic. Probably, if well, there's no, there's no probably about it. Definitely one of the better wrestling programs out there. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. their tournament, uh, their peer tournament was fucking amazing. If you guys haven't watched that, pretty sure it's still available on Honor Club. Well, the entire thing is on DVD now too. And and on DVD too, exactly. So yeah, I just I thought I was like, wow, this you know they're just they're continuing going through the motions and everything. And I I didn't expect any of this to come out like it is now. I've heard I don't know what you've heard. I've heard that the library's up for sale mm-hmm. to the highest bidder. Yeah, that was my initial reaction when I yeah when I saw right that, that was <laughs> right right. So you've got the library up for sale possibly more than likely I, I would say because of all the debt that has come out now Sinclair Broadcasting Sinclair. owner of Ring of Honor mm-hmm. is roughly 12 billion dollars in debt it's billion with a B billion with a B oh shit and what what was interesting about that when it got divulged uh, I, I don't forgive me for not uh, remembering what website divulged it but it might have been cage side seats but there was a detailed list of expenditures of that like literally a <laughs> breakdown of the debt oh man <laughs> so to, to see that folks is very eye-opening mm. so again you got to remember too sinclair broadcasting gigantic fucking company mm-hmm. that deals with much more than ring of honor ring of honors a little drop in the bucket Absolutely. that is sinclair broadcasting but that doesn't help ring of honor so here's the thing now how do i feel about going forward I, you know what, I, I really feel horrible for Ring of Honor, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, because we're in, we're in that situation where if they get, if they decide to sell them off, who's going to buy them? Because realistically, unless someone pulls some magic out of their fucking hat, you're not going to see anybody but two different parties bid on this place, and it's either Tony Khan and company... Or Vince McMahon and company. And I know but if those are my only two options, I know who I'd want it to go to, but it probably wouldn't. And that's AEW and Tony Khan. Because there, at least you have a little more range of hope for not only the talent, but the library and, and things of that nature. With the WWE and Vince McMahon, let's face it, you've seen what he's done with other companies that they've bought. Yeah. You've seen what they do with their own fucking product. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a homogenized collection of 
of a library or bits of a library, yeah. and that's it. You're going to get talent possibly moved over to that company, and you're going to get them watered down. You'll never see them like they were in Ring of Honor. Yeah, the, for those who decide to go there, if that's the case. Yeah, the the, the one good thing I, I would say about the the last part you just said, the contracts, is, is how Ring of Honor does contracts. Most of these people's contracts are expiring in, it, the, in yeah, December. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah. So, so that's good because then they'll be free agents and they can they they don't have to be part of the package deal. As far as the library, I, I I would I would definitely second that because we've seen that with Evolve. That's the most recent one, most recent company. Yes, yeah, that's you, a perfect example. You have the entire entire library of Evolve, all one hundred plus episodes or, or shows yeah, of Evolve. Yeah. I think in total you might have ten. Yeah, I'd say ten or fifteen. Uh, yeah, ten to fifteen. That's being generous. Yeah, <laughs> and most of them feature WWE wrestlers. You know, you have the best of Keith Lee, the best of, you know, whoever, you know, Drew McIntyre, whatever. And that's it. And that's not right. I mean, you own that, you own that, that, that product, and you only want to showcase what you have, or, or what you want, I should say, and screw the rest. For, again, for the real fans that want to see that content, you know, it's it already sucks that Evolve is gone. Yeah. You know, it's wiped off the face of the earth. But... But now, what about those that want to see, that want to relive those past days, want to see Keith Lee wrestle a good match again? We have to we have to go back to evolve. They don't want to show things because you have guys that are in AEW that they don't want to showcase on their product and various other reasons why they don't want to do it. And you know what? Just it just it it, it God damn, it's frustrating. It, it it's frustrating to see stuff like that happen because there's so much stuff in limbo. Progress, another company that still exists, but. Again, very much just not not in existent in, anymore as far as, you know, the library. You know, how many old school stuff, how much Smoky Mountain wrestling doesn't exist, how much AWA stuff that they have content, they have the rights to, but they don't they don't put it on there. Why? Why not? Why not put it on there, it, give people the opportunity to say, hey, I want to watch this, or don't fucking watch it. And that's, that's the reason why I would second that. If, if AEW were to buy that content... It means two things. One, it gives that it means that AEW is is going to hopefully preserve that content better. And two, it means that they are indeed getting closer to a streaming service and hopefully one that is beneficial to its subscribers, including if you were to buy a Ring of Honor, have the entire library ready for you to go because. That's how we preserve things. That's how we preserve wrestling. We, we showcase. You know, as a collector of, of physical media, one of the things that I tell people all the time, why, why, do you collect, why do you collect movies when you can just watch enough? I'll tell you why. Because you're paying into a service that is preserving, that, that, that that's just showcasing it, where I'm buying it and I'm preserving it for myself. If the, I get AEW would be a streaming service, so well, that doesn't make sense, man. Well, here's where it does. If you are a true collector of this stuff you're preserving it on, on on their level for everybody forever it's always going to be there as long as that streaming service exists ring of honor content will be on there and 
We already know WWE doesn't do that. WWE will pull out the best of Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll pull out, you know, whatever, the best of this guy, whoever they grab. Oh, this guy used to be in Ring of Honor, and here's five matches that showcase yeah. that. Or you'll have, like, a fucking hidden gem match. Yeah. Featuring two WWE superstars. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, you're not, because Brian Danielson left... You're never going to see the best of the American Dragon. Nope. You're not going to see that. You know, you're not going to see Christopher Daniels. You're not going to see CM Punk. Mm-mm. It just, it's, it, it sucks. It, it sucks that, not only that, but let's go back to the topic of Ring of Honor. It sucks that we're talking potential library being sold of Ring of Honor because, again, what does that mean for Ring of Honor? Again, 2022 is the 20th anniversary of this company. I asked the question now. I mean, I know right now, the, as, of their, as of their statement, mm-hmm. it's a sabbatical. They'll be back in April of 2022 but I gotta ask you is this the end of Ring of Honor or are they going to go back to their quote unquote roots and be a truly independent wrestling company and will that work well you know what I think no matter the way you look at it it's the in the very least it's the end of Ring of Honor as we know it you can forget about you can can forget about a roster yeah, I, I think if, especially if they're so easy and so quick to be like, hey, the entire roster's gone one way or another. Mm-hmm. Everybody's being released out of their contracts, and that's that. We're gonna pivot, restart, and they. I think from what I understand, there's already been talk of them just going truly independent and just hey, no contracts. Can you just come do a couple dates here and there and just extend that option to everybody? And, you know, whoever whoever wants to come and do the dates. So you're not going to have your your core roster. That's not going to be a thing. It's just going to be a bunch of indie guys doing doing matches. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but if you're going to start building storylines and, and things of that nature for your content, that's where I could see it being an issue because now you've got to contend with independent schedules. And how's that going to work out, you know? It's going to be very, very hard to keep keep things going like that. It'll be interesting, though. Uh, it, it, it really will be. Uh, so I've already heard that. I don't know if you have. but I have yeah, to. yeah, no roster, but everybody's just being paid uh, per date or, you know, mm-hmm. a window of time, whatever. I've also heard that they have already, that there's talent that has already made the decision to not come back no matter what. Um, I haven't been given any specific names, but... There's that going on. You already have, as far as early, late October, early November tapings, you already have the Briscoes defending GCW titles on Ring of Honor television. Uh, not that that's going to fucking matter anymore. Yeah. But uh, that was that was interesting to hear. You're not going to have, if, that's, if all this is going to happen, you're not going to have the AWA approach to where you have a, a, a what uh, AWA used to have the favorite eight. You'd have eight core guys as your roster. And then everybody else was hired in and out as needed. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that, and I think that would. I think that that's what they should do. Keep, I'm not saying it has to be eight guys or eight or eight people, but it has to be a certain number. You can keep it small if you want, but then have everybody else come in and out, much like NWA is doing. That at least till they get back on their feet and decide how they want to pivot. Because I don't know about you, but the way things have been run with Sinclair Broadcasting. I don't think they give two good fucks 
about Ring of Honor to the point where whether they take two months off, four months off, eight months off, I don't think it's going to matter very much when you come back. Do you know how much, how long that contract is runs for? What contract? The Sinclair. No, I don't. No, there's no... Th- that's not a contract. They to, own. They out and outright own them. Oh, they own. Yes. Ah. So okay. there's. I mean, if they sell them, that's one thing. Yeah. But I haven't heard of them trying to sell it. At, at least right now. That's again. That could change. Well, that changes things because my my plan in my head was, you know, we talked about streaming services and and things of that nature. I was looking into potentially, what if if they're going to go truly independent? There's an independent wrestling streaming service called IWTV that has done very well with other bigger independent wrestling independent wrestling companies like a CZW for example where they have the entire right entire library on their service and it works just well it works just fine and if you're going to do just wrestling shows you know not have a weekly show but just do wrestling shows like they back in the day Again, IWTV would be perfect for that. Even if you want to do weekly shows, they do weekly shows. Sure, yeah. Yep. But again, if you you got that, that messiness of Sinclair owning. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be... I appreciate the plan. If this, if this is true, I appreciate the idea of saying, you know what, we're going to go, we're gonna go uh, back to the roots of being independent. Here's my problem with that. When Ring of Honor debuted in 2002, you look at where wrestling was in 2002. Do you remember what that was? Remember, I mean, what we what did we lose the year before? We lost WCW, we lost ECW, and you had a monopoly in professional wrestling. As a twelve year old kid at the time when that was going on, you got bored really fast of pro wrestling. Yeah. Thankfully, if you go all the way back to episode one, I talked about a uh, a friend of my brother's who was a big wrestling fan. He traded tapes back in the day of that era. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he got me into watching stuff on YouTube. That's where I learned about Samoa Joe and CM Punk and and, and things of that nature, wrestlers of that nature. And one of the things that would come up every once in a while was, was Ring of Honor, but I didn't really follow it too, too much at that time. That being said, I was one of the few that weren't as far as wrestling fans because Ring of Honor gained a pretty good re- reputation pretty early. Why did it do that? Well, one, because it had great wrestlers. You know, had a Christopher Daniels, had a Brian Danielson, you know, I've drawn a blank, but a bunch of other great independent wrestlers, Amazing Red, very young Amazing Red, guys that you just didn't see at the time. And it was an alternative, albeit a very small and independent alternative, but an alternative to what you were seeing on TV every Monday and Thursday night. And that was huge, and that's what wrestling needed. You know, you had you had your TNA as well on, on pay per view every week, every Wednesday night. But other than that, you didn't have much besides you know really small stuff here and there. You you, you flash forward twenty years, and let's just go ahead and skip ahead to twenty twenty two. Okay. What do you have? You have your WWE, and then now you also have your AEW. You have your MLW. You have NWA is back. You have. Japanese wrestling, which I can watch from the comfort of my house at any time that I want. Yep. Thanks to new, you know, NJPW World. Thanks to Wrestle Universe, Dragon Gate got their own streaming service. I got uh, British wrestling. I got Mexican wrestling. I got wrestling all over the world. On top of that, again, I have an IWTV where I can watch independent wrestling from all over the world and learn about even more independent wrestlers. Some good, some really bad. 
<laughs> the point I'm trying to make is 20 years later, there is no monopoly. It's a plethora of wrestling companies. I just don't think that Ring of Honor is the name anymore that it used to be. And I just, I'm not so certain that that, that is going to even work. Because to your point, you have independent schedules that you have to deal with. For me, on top of that, you have a, a name that just doesn't mean jack shit anymore. And I hate to say that, but I, I, the fact that they are taking a sabbatical, well, you're doing it for a reason. Money's not there. Ticket sales aren't there. Viewership's not there. You coming back and being a purely independent wrestling company, I, I just I don't see it lasting that long. No, I don't either. I mean, you got you 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 got to remember the business side of things too. If they decide that they're going to be a completely independent company, yep. you know what that says to other companies, especially if they're considered, especially if they're considered competition. Mm-hmm. Other companies are going to be like, you know what, you're over there signing indie guys to dates, not anymore. I'm going to go take that indie person, yep. snatch them up in a contract. You can't have them. The biggest proponent of that is the WWE. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire somebody. And pay them goo gobs of fucking money to sit at home or do one of my shitty shows from time to time or run around chasing a belt that's available 24-7 just so you can't have them on your show. Yep. Put you out of business. So you're right. I don't I don't see it lasting very long in, in, in that business model. It's, heart, it's heartbreaking to it, say that. It is. Yep. I mean, I, you don't get me wrong. You look at, you know, we've got PWF WrestleMania on the screen right now. Obviously, independent company. Mm-hmm. You got guys going in and out left and right. Shoppers, can I get a fucking... Oh, yeah! Thank you. Again, they, they have to suffer with all those pitfalls of working independently. Mm-hmm. Scheduling, availability, money, you know, all those things. So, if Sinclair Broadcasting doesn't have the money to properly fund Ring of Honor. I hate to say this, but they should do the right thing and just sell them. And and that doesn't again, I'm not that's not my favorite option yeah. in this because a lot of but what a lot of people don't understand about the whole Sinclair broadcasting situation is they made headlines 2 years ago by buying out they owned the uh like the physical majority of independent news affiliates. Most people don't know that. The whole reason it became such a a big headline wasn't even for wrestling at the time, even though they had purchased Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. It was because of the election, the presidential election. Okay. Because now, not to get all politicky on you, but you've got a, a broadcasting company who owns the majority of independent TV stations so they can whatever news dates decide to put on the air will be available to all those stations mm-hmm. if they were to accept money from affiliates of a certain party and I'll leave it at that they could push an agenda if that was what was going on Joe the news doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> so how does that re- relate to wrestling because yeah. that, that's that's the end of me being politicky politicky is a technical term by the way yes uh, <laughs> how does that relate to wrestling and Ring of Honor well think about it they had Ring of Honor mm-hmm. you need eyes on the product well guess what we just happen to own the biggest lot of independent television station affiliates yeah so guess what? If we've got sports or, or wrestling to offer, what are we going to do? Put them on all those fucking affiliates. 
So you had you All had of them. you had you had parts of the country who had never seen Ring of Honor or had Ring of Honor regularly on television. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it was on, not just on, but on multiple times a week. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Wow, I got Ring of Honor. That's awesome." But if you don't have the money to put forth into that yep. and, and and build that content and keep it thriving, then what do you really have? You know, and that's my point. All that mismanagement. Yep. You you're it, it was such a wasted opportunity. Had they just paid I'm not saying you're gonna go out and buy fucking the John Moxleys of the wrestling world or the Young Bucks or, you know, mm-hmm. spend a ton of fucking money, but you gotta spend some kind of money to have that talent that you need to to push your product. You know? Whether it be giving the Briscoes a fucking better deal or or a better run, or, you know, what have you. Figure it the fuck out. And I know COVID was a big issue. I get that. Everybody had to go through that. Not just you guys. So, again, it, it, it was mismanagement. This is where we're at now, man. This is this is where we're at. And uh, although it is exciting, it is equally as scary. Because, absolutely, I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor. I mean, been to show multiple shows. Yeah. Had met a hell of a time. Met. That was... I actually yeah. met, the only time I've ever met Jim Cornette, getting back to the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. was at Ring of Honor when he was booking for them. And I'll never forget what he said, because the main event was a cage match with the uh, with the Wolves. It was right before the show started, and I, I happened to run into him as he was coming out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, Jim Cornette. And he's like, how you doing? He, and he's like, are you here for, he goes, you, you here, ready to have a good time? I said, absolutely. He goes, good. Go sit your ass down. I'm going to give you a hell of a show to watch. And he did. It was great. Yeah, Ring of Honor, man. I, I use the word, uh, as we see Brian Danielson, my fr- my very first Ring of Honor show was Brian Danielson's last Ring of Honor show in I Chicago. remember that, yeah. He, <laughs> he wrestled Austin Aries for the Ring of Honor title that night. Mm-hmm. It was the final countdown tour is what it was called. Yep. And uh, I, I just I just remember using the using the word magical. When I, when I saw that, I mean, it was just, I, I just, I couldn't believe wrestling could be that fun live. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. just, I just, I just couldn't get enough. I just, I, it was one of those shows that when the show's over, you're usually exhausted. I just was, I just wanted more. That, especially at the Frontier <laughs> Fieldhouse, man. Always an amped crowd. Yeah, Fucking just, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. You know, got to see got to see Briscoes, got to meet so many different wrestlers. Jay Leto. We saw Adam Cole join the Bullet Club. Yeah. You know. Before it happened. Before it happened. Before it happened. <laughs> you know, just I mean, just an amazing time, and and you know, you never. And and again, I, I don't want to speak about death that hasn't happened, but at, at this point, it's Ring of Honor's on life support. Man, it's just it, it's it it leaves a, a you know that lump in your throat feeling, just like it's that kind of sadness, because Ring of Honor was so important to pro wrestling, and. and so much of what you watch today, ladies and gentlemen, WWE, AEW, whatever, so much of that was because of the success of Ring of Honor. And anybody that tries to discredit that has no idea what they're talking about. These guys just didn't grow on trees. They had to be bred somewhere. Yeah. And yep. it, it was it was it was the Ring of Honors of the world. There was other companies, of course, but it was Ring of Honor that was a part of so many great wrestling talents. And even so much more wrestling wrestlers that, to Joe's point, are you know working stupid shows or chasing belts or you know eating <laughs> catering. <Yeah. laughs> 
Well, I hope I hope the best. I, I hope that in, in April we can talk about Ring of Honor again and say, hey, this is this is uh you know, it's, this is working out. Whatever they, they did, I just we just don't see that as being a a, a thing here. The one last topic I want to bring up on on Ring of Honor because you, you so many of those guys and you know, men and women they can go elsewhere if they choose and they will. Mm-hmm. But there's there's two guys that you just question of are they going to go anywhere because even though they could have made more money in Ring of Honor they've been a staple there since the beginning. Let's face facts, they have the contract that they want as far as pro wrestling goes. And that's the Briscoes. Obviously they they're. They're doing work with GCW right now. You know, this is a topic that I think on the Patreon, I think you and I could talk about more in detail. But sure. for for now, the, since the Briscoes are, they, I mean, they they are Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, do they go anywhere else? I know they're older. You know, well, do they just, stay independent or do and, they go anywhere see, else? See, not just that. You know, they're they're older. Part of the deal with Ring of Honor was they were able to take time off pretty much whenever the hell they needed to because you know they do have a, a successful farming business yeah it is to my understanding that they were making more money that's why i've heard the same thing during mm-hmm. the far doing farming yep. than they were wrestling for ring of honor so you're gonna have to you know if if you got if you want their attention you're gonna have to offer them something akin to that do i see somebody like gcw doing that for them yeah mm-hmm. whether it comes to fruition or not that's that remains to be seen but i i, th- I think because of the way they wrestle and in, in, in just their scheduling and stuff, I could see them easily landing GCW as their new home. Mm-hmm. But anywhere else, I don't know, man. I don't. I think the WWE, in order to land those guys, oh, would have geez. to offer them offer them a lot of shit in the way of money. But not only that, it would have to be guaranteed ironclad. Yeah, none of this. None of this. I'm going to pay you five hundred grand each. But then I can fucking let you go whenever the fuck I want and not pay you that money. You know, none of that. Do I see AEW going after the Briscoes? They'd be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. But do the Briscoes sign? I don't know, man. I don't know. I say that coming from personal experience because it's like, you know, hey, money's great and everything. And yeah, everybody needs money. But at the same time, I'm at that point in my life where anytime I have a chance at a breather from making money. Yeah. And I get to spend it with, you know, my friends and my family. Yeah. That's equally just as important, if not more important, you know, so. If this is the end of the Briscoes, and I, I don't think it is, but I, I, I will say this. I think if Ring of Honor does leave, and I'm going to say this right here, and, and I hope I'm wrong. I think this is the end of their full-time career. I don't think they need professional wrestling. No. As much no. as they, they may love it still, I don't think they need it. I've heard the same stuff that they're... I don't have their books in front of me, but, right? <laughs> but it, it it seems to be that their farming is has been very successful. And, and you know what? Given the times that we're in right now, I would see it to be even more successful. You know, I, I guess the last to finish off this this uh, the situation, uh, two things. One, I love to see the Briscoes do independent wrestling as or just wrestling in general as freelancers. I don't think you're ever gonna see them do I don't think they sign an AEW I think there's a co-chance in hell that they ever get signed by WWE uh, I, I don't think either party's interested which that's they can keep it that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> you know I could see them doing you know popping up an AEW MLW and GCW and doing part time stuff because GCW is independent MLW is independent but they also tape their stuff 
once a month or what have you. Mm-hmm. And in AEW, you don't have to show up there all the time. But I would like to start to see them, you know, maybe 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 if it's just one time to do give me one more tag league, little tag league. Just one more time, man. You know, yeah. do a do a tour. Yep. And and just put on some great wrestling matches. So my last question, if this is at the very least the Briscoes last hurrahs full time wrestlers, what is their legacy in professional wrestling? Because they are they are truly an independent tag team, and you have to be a wrestling fan to appreciate them. What do they, what do they bring to, to pro wrestling though? What's what's their legacy? They are tag team wrestling at its best for for modern era anyway. I mean, you have to whether you want to or not, you have to include them yeah. in that conversation. And I'm not saying I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to sit there and say they're better than this team or that team. Sure, sure, sure. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about. But I am talking about. Including them in that conversation, they're one of the best. Yeah, and if you've ever taken the time to sit and watch them and appreciate what they do, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, and if you're not, then you're either blind or been living under a rock or something akin to that, because they really are great at what they do. Yeah, I I, I would highly recommend uh, trying to gather as much uh, information on the Briscoes or as much content on the Briscoes you can because. Who knows if it's going to be available anytime yeah, soon? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's definitely a. Uh, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm I'm at home, and I've mm-hmm. got I've got I've got DVDs of all the shows that I attended. Mm-hmm. Part of my personal collection. That that that's all I have left. Everything else is here at the twenty by twenty studio. Yeah, I've, I've given to to my brother Matt. But uh, those I have, mm-hmm. and some of them are signed those are like those have a lot of sentimental value to me and i'm Absolutely, thinking yeah. like now it's like holy fuck do we even is this going to even be around yeah. in a year right you know so really really interesting times folks I, I just even though we're not talking about the same ring of honor as as a few years ago mm-hmm. you still have the likes of a dalton castle yeah jay lethal Absolutely. jonathan fucking gresham Take my money any mm. fucking day of the week to watch that guy wrestle. One of the best pure wrestlers in the world. And to a lesser extent, you know, you've got... I hate even saying it this way, but, like, their women's division. I mean, there's... You know, you've you've obviously got talent there, mm-hmm. but, again, so much wasted potential. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be really interesting to see where a lot of these people end up. But I, I hope... At, at, at my final breath on this, I just hope they end up somewhere as opposed to nowhere. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Hey there, pro wrestling fans. Any of you want to get your opinions heard and earn some pocket money in the meantime? Street Bees needs people to do story type surveys on various topics ranging from 3 to 11 minutes and you'll be paid via PayPal. You do need to have an active PayPal account to be paid. Sign up today over at onelink.2 forward slash 708 3QL. Once again, that's O N E L I N K dot T O forward slash 7083QL. Now, let's get back to the show. Speaking of streaming and, and, and library rights and stuff, did you hear? AEW might have a streaming deal? I'm taking this as a no. I have not heard that, no. Okay, well let me enlighten you. Obviously very early in talks, Mm -hmm. but how would you feel if you were able to have 
AEW streaming content at your fingertips all the time yeah. as part of da, 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 HBO Max. Oh, I can live in that world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, uh, I, I know I know Turner Turner products are affiliated with, with that the is the service. that is the talk right now, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, very early talks, but very very interesting nonetheless. Seems like Tony Khan's <laughs> marathon esque uh, taping sessions are starting to pay off. Apparently, they have a, a have built quite a bit of content up, and uh, they're being looked at by HBO right now. Uh, that's that's really interesting to me. I would I would love to see that happen, and then see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Like, say AEW gets the HBO deal, then what happens? Do we see other? Do we see like maybe NWA get picked up by somebody? Do we see MLW get picked up by somebody? Yeah, it's just like uh, because of the, you think. Of... <laughs> Think back to the, the Peacock deal. You know that's that was interesting because it's like you have a non-wrestling uh, entity picking up a wrestling yes. entity. Yes. And then now with HBO Max, to your point, it's like, well, who's next? Yeah. You know. Because that's the trend. Yeah. You know that's uh, with and with any everyone's me- doing it. Now. Well, any media company, yeah. because they don't necessarily look at one type. It's media in general. Yeah. If it's hot or it's going to be worthy of, of if it's going to be worthy of all that replay, yes, we're interested. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely interested in that situation. We'll all keep abreast of it with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, if you're gonna give you me if you're gonna give me reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you better give me AEW wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep my money, don't you? <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to take a shot. I just did. Speaking of AEW, uh, I again I totally forget what podcast it was on, what interview it was. But Bobby Fish was was being interviewed about working with AEW. They had asked him about the possibility of having something in the way of an undisputed era like faction happen in AEW. Really wanted to talk to you about that this week. Yeah. I guess my main question here is not so much that will it work or not, because obviously we've seen that it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially you've got already two integral parts over there working for AW with Fish and Cole. But more importantly here, what has to happen for it to work? And I say it that way because now you've already got the, the opinion out there that AEW is WCW 2.0. You've sure. got that opinion out there that they're just WWE rejects. You know, all the same fucking fodder that's out there from before. But where if they decide to rekindle an undisputed era-like faction in AEW, what has to happen? For it to work, to get over, you need a lot of work, actually. I think because you have to be realistic to what's happening now. Right? Okay. Right now, you have the so-called elite that's not very elite, and Adam <laughs> Cole is very much a part of that. You would have to find a way because you can't have both together, if you will. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, it, 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 whether whether it's for whether it's for undisputed era or not, Adam Cole, in order for him to be taken seriously in AEW in the long term. You got to get them away from those other guys. They are they are a cancer to his <laughs> progress. Uh, um, you know, people are gonna love it. It's funny. It's silly. It's haha. They dress up as Ghostbusters. All this other shitty stuff. Whatever. Where, why did the undisputed era work? You have to ask yourself why did it work? You had Cole, you had Fish, you had O'Reilly, strong four guys that came from a 
professional wrestling company in Ring of Honor. They came in, and what did they do? They brought professional wrestling to NXT. Yes, they were heels, and they did heelish stuff, and they cheated to win sometimes. Inside those ropes, it was professional wrestling, and it was pure elite, pun intended, professional wrestling. That's what Adam Cole brings to the table. That's what Bobby Fish brings to the table. You have to find a storyline or an angle to where you get Adam Cole away from the elite. That's not just because the elite are dressed up like a bunch of morons and they do funny stuff or people think it's funny. This stupid stuff. It's because Adam Cole is not designed to be a guy in a group. That's why I don't think Adam Cole ever really worked in a bullet club. Okay. Because he's not a guy... You know, I going back to the Bullet Club, Adam Cole Bullet Club, Adam Cole tried to take over as, like, the leader out on the stage. It never really worked, though. Because anyone that was a true fan of the Bullet Club knew that that was Kenny Omega's group. And Adam Cole was always just going to be number two. the uh, Omega versus Cody rivalry was actually meant for Adam Cole before he left for WWE. He's His character is designed to be a leader, and that's not what he is in, in, in AEW, in the Elite. If you put him in there with a Bobby Fish, you go back to the idea that where these guys came from, undisputedly, again, pun intended, <laughs> is better than where everybody else came from. That's why Undisputed ever worked. Because no matter what happened, whether they were being heels, whether they were straight up wrestling, everything that they did was better than what you did. That's why they had that name. That's why the Elite had that name initially. So long as, as Adam Cole is is uh, is being weighed down by these other guys, it's, it's, it's a mute point. I love the fact that Bobby Fish is in AEW because... Right away, what did Bobby Fish do? He left the ring and said, you know what, I'm not done. Beats him up again. As was the spat with CM Punk. That was too soon for me. Still a decent match. Mm -hmm. But still showcased that Bobby Fish is one of the best wrestlers on that car, on that roster. And he's doing everything that Adam Cole should be doing. <laughs> but Adam Cole is too busy fighting, you know, John Silver apparently now the next episode of Rampage. <laughs> That's a barnstormer. I guess what I'm circling around here is you have to go back to an, the angle that Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, they are better than everybody else. That is what the Undisputed Era was designed to be. Can it work? I, I do think it can, uh, but I, I give that like a 20% chance of ever working in AEW. You need more pieces of the puzzle, and you need Adam Cole away from the other guys. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I think there's too much There's too much dollar signs in merchandise and all the other all the other crap that these guys get blinded by. I think he gets complacent where he's at. I'm not saying Adam Cole's not going to be a big name and 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 be maybe maybe world champion someday in in, in uh, AEW, but I I feel that he's complacent with being just a guy in the elite. He's going to do the he's going to do his healer stuff, put on some good matches, but he's I think he's content being where he's at, and that 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 
tick, that, that time is ticking really fast. Not for Adam Cole, but for Bobby Fish because he doesn't have much time left in this. And with him, you always got to be worried too because uh, you just never know when that leg is going to give out again. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my take. I I would I would love to see it happen again. I I still hate the fact that they they broke up. I yeah, thought it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> But not as terrible as what's on the television now, <laughs> as we watch. Which, which part? NXT 2.0. <laughs> uh, in the ring, Cora Jade versus uh, Dakota Kai. Oh boy! Oh, how the mighty have fallen. This is NXT now. Yes, this is NXT now. I mean, I got, I got nothing, no problem with with the with the Cora Jade, but the the problem is, and this is to to Jim Cornette's point. Okay. These these young these young kids because Cora Jade I think like I think she was like born in the two thousands like that's how young she is yeah yeah, yeah dude it's young. fucking insane man got a lot of lot of upside to her but needs a lot of fucking work still shouldn't be on national television getting that work in nope especially against somebody who just is as talentless as Dakota Kai <laughs> oh <laughs> man you know who thinks the world of Dakota Kai oh who. Brian Last. Oh, uh, well, why? Does, does he say why? I don't think he's ever went into detail, but like, yeah, he's really high on her for some reason. Yeah, he's probably got a crush. It's got to be. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be, because yeah, you're right. I don't see <laughs> what, what do you see yeah. in this? I, I mean, I, I know they push her. I You know, we, we go back to the... Uh, to the war games match when she made that turn. I mean, it was it was a shock and but I I said it that day when we when we recorded the very next day. I don't think she has it in her to carry this heel character. I'm sorry. I don't mean yeah. to be this egotistical prick, but I haven't been proven wrong yet. <laughs> she just doesn't have and, and 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 WWE would agree. That's why they gave her Gonzalez until they decided to give Gonzalez the title and then boom, she's gone. Yeah. It just it doesn't work. Speaking of things not working, or, or working, depending on how you view things. Recently, first off, congratulations to Kazuchika Okada for winning the G1 31 tournament. But as a result, not only does he take the trophy, he decides he, he's going to take the trophy, but then he changed his mind and said, hey, I want my old title back. You guys aren't using it for anything. I'm the last guy to hold that belt anyway before it got retired. I would rather walk around with that belt rather than this trophy. I believe I should do that because I'm Kazuchika Okada and that's pretty much my fucking belt. So they let him do it. Mm-hmm. So now you've got Okada running around New Japan with the the classic IWGP belt on and then you've got Shingo Takagi with the current IWGP title and he's the current champ now because Okada won the G1 that is his his prize that is his gift that is his that is his gift that is his present for winning the tournament so he does get a title shot down the line so far I've been a fan of the way they have portrayed this Mm -hmm. and and dealt with it but I want your thoughts because we are talking about two different types of pro wrestling here mm-hmm. when it comes to New Japan and I'm going to say pretty much anything else stateside but for for all intent and purposes the example I'll use is what recently happened with Impact Wrestling and Moose for those of you who weren't following 
Moose at one point decided he was just going to bring the TNA heavyweight title out of retirement and proclaim himself the TNA heavyweight champion. And how dare anybody fucking deny him? Well, it got to a point where he ended up getting a title shot for the Impact World title in order to unify those belts. Take a look at how Impact Wrestling booked that compared to New Japan and what they're doing now with Okada and, and his, I was going to say request, but it's more of a demand. What do you think works? What do you think doesn't work and why? I think it's interesting because you look at the World Heavyweight Championship that's, uh, that exists now, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this took place, the, the World Heavyweight Championship became a title post-Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yes. Okay. So, you're heading into Wrestle Kingdom. Here you have Kazuchika Okada, who is the epitome of that title. Longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion in company history. Ton of, a ton of prestige that man had brought to that belt. He was never part of the, of the conversation, if you will, of, of making that heavyweight title and unifying it with the Intercontinental title. To create the world heavyweight title. Because of that, you have this, you have Okada. You know, you're not using this belt. I'm going to use it. I think we're, I get, the point I'm trying to circle around to, I do a lot of circling, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you you had uh, Bushi, who took the took the title, unified it. And obviously, he's no longer champion. Takagi's now champion. But all this happened within a short period of time. It happened during a time where there was so, many, so much uncertainties going on. A lot of changes within that company because there's a lot of changes with a lot of companies because of the times that we're living in. Okada taking that title and saying like, "No, this is this is this is the belt that I'm I'm gonna have. I'm, this is this is mine." I think it, it, it's it's just, it's so interesting because you have an opportunity have your most prestigious champion of with that belt that he's having and go up against a guy who obviously is one of the best in the world, but with this title that I don't think has still reached that level of prestigiousness. I, I think it's prestige. Because it's because you're told to, because you say this is your champion, and now you have a, a bit of actually having a true unification situation here. Because in Okada's head, he's the real champion. He's he's the the best of the best. He's the guy that held his title the longest and doesn't want to see it go away. Where you have Takagi, who just is that champion. He he earned it and and, and what have you. And now it's a, a matter of you know you have a you have the. I guess you can call it delusional champion. You, you but you have the <laughs> you have that opportunity to to say no. This is you know if, if let's say Takagi beats Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, you have that opportunity to say this is the real world's champion. I did beat the real world's champion. On the flip side, you have Okada who is acting a little out of character. I and mean, we you and I have talked about it before. Something needs to be shaken up with chaos. Does chaos get new leadership? Does chaos go back to their heel roots? You know, is this a, is this a situation where Kazuchika Okada is now changing the rules? Because you look at Okada and where he's been in the past X amount of years, he's kind of been involved in a lot of the biggest heel turns against him. Against because, him, yeah, because yeah. he is Okada. Yeah. And and what if what if he just says, on top of that, you took my title, and you you just you threw it away? No, I'm the real world champion, and I'm going to prove it. And when I beat you, Takagi, or whoever champion is, when I beat you at Wrestle Kingdom, you can throw that title away. This is the real world's title. That leads to a lot, to me, a lot of different, a lot of interesting storylines that you can tell. And we've talked about it so many times in the past. 
this is the company that if they're going to tell an intriguing story, it's going to be New Japan. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm really curious on, on this, but I think I think you there's I think you have options. I think you have the heel turn, and I think you also have the no. This is the real world title. That's old. You know, we we retired it for a reason. This is the real world championship, and I'm going to prove it when I beat you at Wrestle Kingdom. So somebody, either way, somebody's got something to prove. And I think I think seeing that you have, you still got Power Struggle, which by the time this is this is released would have already happened. You still have that. Assuming Okada retains, I think he's fighting fighting, uh, fighting Tamatanga mm-hmm. uh, and Takagi versus Saber Junior. You know, you you have. You have your your tour, which is going to be World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors together. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like that, that's it. You know, you you don't really have much. You have the the four road to rest, road to Tokyo Dome shows, and that's it. So, like for me, it's it's going to be one of those things where I, I I just think that like you're gonna you can tell this this story of you know by by you know throughout the throughout the, the upcoming months, and I'm gonna be really interested to see where they go with it. For me personally, I think, and I'm not a, I'm not usually an advocate of like everybody's got to turn heel. I think it's time to see where we can go with Okada as a heel, because the man's a phenomenal wrestler. He is the rainmaker, one of the best in the world. But I have gotten a little, little, little tired of watching him at times. Yeah. In between the ropes, all day. You know, big match. You know, we talk about best bout machines elsewhere. This guy is the best bout machine. I mean, between the ropes. All day, you know, when you take away the characters and all that stuff. As far as the gimmick, chaos is basically dead. I don't know how you revamp that without turning a heel. Do they do that? Do they do they or or does this does this group just disband, and he just does his own thing as a fucking mega heel because he has it in him to do it? I think he's at that point of superstardom to where if you make that turn, you can break a lot of hearts, which puts a lot of asses in seats. Not that they're having trouble doing that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that that's that's where I, that's where my head goes with that, and that might be too too American esque to uh, of an answer too Mar- uh, too American or Western like of an answer. But I would rather see the heel turn. But if you want to get that new belt over, this is a good opportunity as well because. If Takagi beats Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, that is to, that is uh, a st- uh, definitely a staple of saying this is the best world champion and this is my title. The other one is gone and never to be seen again. It'd be a good way to retire it with Okada holding. I got no problem with Okada. I don't, I don't usually like the old belts coming back and guys proclaiming themselves. Yeah, but it does. I, it can work. It I can no, work. I agree. It can work. I just watching Impact do it. And the way they did it was just like, what the hell? There was, it, it, it was like watching someone build a castle made of sand, and then not being surprised when it crumbled. You know? Yeah. This one, this one is 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 not quite the same beast. So, speaking of titles and their importance, a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, we had uh, what was supposed to be a routine segment between Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Because of the draft, they were supposed to be exchanging belts. Superstar shakeup, Joe. Well, you know. <laughs> no, it's called a, it's called a draft. <laughs> Go back to our archives and see what yeah, we're talking yeah. about. They were supposed to literally switch belts. The segment was supposed to go like this. They have an exchange, and then they exchange the belts. I believe Sasha Banks was supposed to run in and kind of like stake her claim to whoever's on SmackDown. I'm under the assumption. 
Yeah. Instead, Becky Lynch goes to take the belt from Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair goes off script from what we understand now is her seeing it as making her look weak. So that's why she didn't do it as it was scripted. Which led to somewhat of a shoot, at least verbally, in the ring between the two. I believe Banks still came out after the fact. But Lynch, after the taping, Lynch had a a dark match to do. And because Charlotte Flair was being unruly enough, security escorted her out of the building to calm the situation. To make matters worse, Andrade got on social media and pretty much said, fuck you, WWE, right after that happened. Didn't, Didn't help Charlotte Flair. And now you've got multiple reports saying Charlotte Flair's inner circle is basically telling her, like, She's got to get out of the WWE. Now, I know this is a this is an onion with many layers because the WWE has its own fucking set of situations with multiple people. But your opinion about this whole thing, has Charlotte Flair outgrown the WWE or has the WWE outgrown Charlotte Flair? That's question number one. Question number two, if she leaves, does she go to AEW to be with Andrade? Is there a place for her there? Question three, if she doesn't do that, where do we see her land? Question four, what the hell am I watching, Joe? You're watching NXT <laughs> 2.0, and I believe this is the fallout from Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Yeah. What what is going on? Oh well, you know what? I'm not a fan of uh, a- any grown person, woman or otherwise, who wears rompers. <laughs> uh, let me just state that right off the top of the yeah. top of my head. Uh, that includes the young bucks too. So yeah, yeah, f- fuck fuck them for wearing rompers too. There's there's nothing cool about that shit. But yeah, this is uh huh. Has has Charlotte Flair outgrown WWE? Well, this is what's on TV right now. This is a WWE product. <laughs> Charlotte Flair, uh, time in WWE. Here's my take on the situation. Every once in a while, people have to go into business for themselves. It looks like Charlotte Flair is is doing just that. This day and age in WWE, that's, that's a no-no. You never go off script, no matter who you are, apparently. Well, I shouldn't say that. Some guys can get away with it. Yeah. You know, let's let's face facts here. I mean, I, and, and, and I say this as somebody that is tired of seeing Charlotte Flair in every title match. Has she outgrown WWE? Is she? Is it? Is it time for her to be to, to do away with this company and 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 go elsewhere? I think it's getting to that point, and, and not necessarily because she's outgrowing the company. Let's let's let's. The, the reality is, Charlotte Flair can pretty much do no wrong prior to all this. She is who she is. I I think where a lot of it fails, or maybe fails is the wrong word, but where a lot of it gets muddy the personal relationships that she has beyond wrestling and how it affects her thinking sometimes or her actions i should say because i don't really know what she's thinking but her actions okay inside that ring we've seen her we've seen her go at it with a few people and not all of it was her fault we talked about the nia jack situation a few episodes ago you know nia jack is just an unprofessional person this is not the first spat that she's had within the company i don't think no matter where she goes it'll be the last should she leave is it time for her to leave i think so but i don't know if it's that simple i don't know what her contract situation is but i i I will say that if the opportunity is there i would wholeheartedly look at uh look at look elsewhere because what you're trying to be what she's trying to be at this point i don't think fits in in the realm of 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 sports entertainment so i'll just skip that's where she should go leave where should she go 
it's one of those things where I don't think there's really as as talented as Charlotte Flair is, I don't think there's a lot of places where she can go. One, I think she's high maintenance, and by that I mean she's going to be a lot of money. You know, the the AEW minimum. Well, yeah, she's well. Not only that, uh, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but she's. If I'm not mistaken, she's the first female wrestler to sign with a major agency. Yeah, no matter where she goes, she's gonna she's gonna demand big money. Because of that, you know, you're 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 limited. She's not going to go international because of money. And because, well, she is who she is. Egotistically, she's not going to go anywhere else and not be a top-tier person. So where do you go? Yeah, where? You're not going to go to Impact. You're not going to go to an MLW. You're not going to go to an NWA. I think I think it's if she stays with wrestling, it's a guarantee, in my opinion, that she goes to AEW. And that's not even ruling Andrade at this point. I think that's a, that's a plus. And I'm certainly, that's going to be somebody in her ear saying, hey, you can come work with me. Work with me. And, you know, we'll, we'll be together, and, you know, this and that, and have that good schedule. That would definitely be a plus. Even if she broke up with Andrade today, she's still going to AEW. Really? Because that's all that's that's all that she could go to. Unless she, unless she decided to peel that, slow that down and peel that back. I don't think she just goes anywhere else. What about, what about her showing up as part of the brand new version of... Wow. I don't think they can afford her. You don't think so? I don't think so. You don't think they find a way to afford her? Who? Is Wild on TV, are they still affiliated with Access TV? I don't know who they're affiliated with, but I do know, like, they have brand new financial backing. Obviously, Tessa Blanchard signed with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what her role, I don't know if she's going to be on on screen talent or producer or whatever, but what do you think? Let's let's throw money out the window. Let's say they can afford her. Okay. Does she go there? Does that, does that... Does having a Charlotte Flair attract? It attracts, yeah. Attract other other oh, talent, yeah. yeah. It attracts other talent, and more importantly, it attracts it attracts money paying fans to come to your show more so than a Tessa Blanchard these days. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Charlotte Flair would do the job even during the pandemic. Damn. Um, yeah, I, I think so. If 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 you're if you're talking. Money not being an issue, then then absolutely, I I, th- I think uh, for sure Charlotte Flair would be huge for for for, for a while. I, I just in in reality, I just I don't I don't know the financial backers, so maybe they do have the money and 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 you know we've seen crazy things where pretty much everybody spends their entire profit on on somebody to in hopes that they bring in more profit mm-hmm. you know there's that risk reward situation that could happen i brought up access tv because if they are affiliated with access tv you do have mark cuban money which is basic which is more limitless than AEW and true yeah, combined yeah. as ridiculous as that may sound <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah i mean there's there's opportunities out there i think what would be cool for Charlotte Flair, and I say this for a lot of people, and it's starting to become cliche, but I love the idea of people just being their own wrestler, working their own dates, be a freelance wrestler. Clearly, she's got an agency that can handle all the bookings for her and the money and all that stuff. I'm not saying she's going to show up on, you know, fucking New Texas Pro Wrestling, as we're seeing right here, but what if she does AEW? What if she does, you know, what if she does do NWA? How big would that be? That'd be huge. To see, see yeah. a, you know, a, a second generation flair on NWA. That would be great. And there's a lot of great wrestlers that are female wrestlers and male wrestlers that are there that would be great fit for her. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's all about money. I don't know how Charlotte Flair is. I know she don't need money. 
I can tell you right now, she ain't missing any fucking meals. You, you look at it, everybody goes to AEW because it's a great place to go and make money. That's the opposite of WWE. And, 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 and because of that, the reason why they become... One of the reasons why they become WCW 2.0 to a lot of people is that they sign a lot of these wrestlers that are former WWE guys and girls. And a lot of these people go there because it's almost like a slap in the face to the other company. I said the real quick, real quick personal story. I have having a conversation with with my current uh, boss about money, and I had said when I worked for for my previous employer, I worked in that that company. I ended up leaving because I wanted more money. I wanted I wanted them to show me that I was worth all the work that I was putting into, and they didn't think I was worth. So I left, and that same day that I left that company, which is actually a year a year ago tomorrow from when we record this. Wow. When I left, I that same day, I called another company within the same industry, and I explained who I was, my, what my credentials were. Long story short, they, they hired me making more money than I was asking for for the other company. And you want to know how long I, I lasted there? Four days. Four days. And why did it, why, why did it not work? Because I didn't feel good. I was getting paid by another company that I had no ties to. I just felt like the industry just wasn't worth it for me. So the the issue that but my point is, you get all these guys that leave to go make more money or or somewhere close to being that money elsewhere. Is it really feeling good? Because that doesn't always work because you you have a situation where you know let's say you were you are Charlotte Flair where you were basically bred for that company WWE yeah and it's not working out and it's not necessarily financial reasons so it doesn't always have to be financial reasons but it just it, it fails and then you go somewhere else and oh this is they're doing great things how many times do we see that in WCW for various reasons where guys left because fuck WWE and all this stuff and they go to WCW and they're miserable it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing. You're wrestling. You're working less dates. You're getting paid more money. Why are you miserable? Those things happen. That's why I say, hey, go in the business for yourself. That's what I did. I mean, I'm not making what Charlotte Flair's making. I'll never make what Charlotte Flair's making. I'm okay with that. You go to business for yourself, and you say, yeah, I'll do business with you, AEW, but I'm not exclusive because, you know, NWA's got this big show going on. I'm going to do that show, and I'm going to do, you know, MLW show and I'm going to do WoW I'm going to do the season of WoW I'm going to, I'm going to do all that because I'm Charlotte Flair I bring money to the table I just don't think she has that, that mentality to do that at this point I think that Andrade does have a big pull in things I'm not saying he controls her by any means but, but I think he has a big pull in, in her decision and she goes where he goes right that's that right yeah she goes where he goes, and I think I think she does find a home in in AEW. Not saying that you wouldn't see her in in, in NWA because we do, I guess technically still have a uh, forbidden door, even though that's not really mentioned anymore. Yeah, it would it would be good. It would be good for for everybody, the fans and the company and her, to to see her and and other wrestlers for that matter to do business for themselves and and kind of go. In various different places. That's what pro wrestling should be these days. Not be tied down to one company. Unless you so choose to. Speaking of not being tied down to one company, we just got word that... Uh, this is breaking news as of, this, as of today. Breaking news. You want to pull up that list for me, please? Yes, yeah, let's pull it up. So earlier, before I, I got here to the 20 by 20 studio, I did see 
that the WWE was starting to make another round of releases. The only one that I witnessed personally up until now Mm -hmm. was Ember Moon. Ember Moon is officially released from WWE. Yep. Can you please tell the people who else just got added to that list? By the time that you you you, you may you, you're going to hear this, there's going to be more to this list, uh, according to uh, this website. Here it goes. You have Ava Marie, mm-hmm. Nia Jax. Oh, <laughs> that's shocking. Carrie <laughs> and Cross. Wow. Keith Lee. Wow. Uh, Scarlet, which makes sense. Yeah. Carrie and Cross. Ember Moon. Frankie Monet, uh, who I forget her name now. Tyra Valkyrie. Tyra Valkyrie. There you go. Thank you. B Fab, which they just made a big stink about her on SmackDown. Yeah. So she's gone. Uh, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Jesse Camilla, Zeta Ramier, who I don't know, Trey Baxter, who I don't know, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. Here's more people I do know. Mia Yim and Harry Smith. Who if it's if it's the Harry Smith, I didn't know he was contracting with them. Neither did I. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's gone. But uh, that's that's your list thus far. Early November when we uh, are recording this. What's your what's your thoughts, man? Well, I think it's just more more of the the situation of WD WWD. <laughs> Excuse me, WWE <laughs> promising the world. Yeah. And then maybe delivering part of that, and then like, eh, we don't need you. Take it, take that elsewhere. Yeah. Holy shit! So first of all, Nia Jax. Yeah. What the fuck is she gonna do now? Yeah, that's 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 a good question. Because I I don't know about anybody else out there how you guys feel. I, I me personally, out of out of everybody we've ever interacted with over this show, mm-hmm. no one has ever told me they were a fan of Nia Jax. Right. <laughs> the, a fan of WWE, yeah, but not a fan of Nia Jax. So I yeah, I'd really like to know what she's gonna do next. I wouldn't let Nia Jax in my fucking wrestling audience, let alone my my locker room. I agree. I want her nowhere near my product. I agree. Like she's barred. From, from she's, ever she's, she's got she's fucking she's greener than a fucking bell pepper dude. I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what you do to improve that. I don't know who, There's nothing you can I don't know point. who has to like sometimes for people it's it's a, a certain person or a certain way of doing things. She's she clearly hasn't found that yet. Yeah. And if she has, she's completely fucking ignoring it because all she knows how to do is fucking hurt people. Yep. So I don't know, maybe she needs just to not do this anymore or or find the right mentor. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's that's a I I that's just like PCO of the yeah yeah she yeah she's the female PCO. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we haven't seen her do is suicide dive out to nobody. Yeah, which wow. you know there's hope for that. Yeah, but if I was uh, uh, another company right now, I'm hoping no one takes the time, effort, and money to sign her because she just got done with WWE, like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't do that. I don't I don't care who you are. Second, Keith Lee. All this fuss. Yeah. And then they're going to push him as, as Bearcat Keith Lee. And yeah. that lasted, what, all of a month? Yeah, I mean, they, they introduced him on the the quote-unquote season premiere of Raw. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. And he's he's Bearcat, and and he gets he does a, his squash match, he wins, and then now he's gone. Karrion Cross, Scarlet. That needed to happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, That's ho- This is going to save... Killer, 
I can call him Killer Cross. Yes, yes, you can. Killer Cross's career. It's going to save his career. Does he go back to Impact, or would you rather see him somewhere else? Again, I, I say this again, go into business for yourself. Yeah. Don't don't settle down for anybody. Okay. Um, but I would like to see him in Impact. What about... There's a guy holding this title, Moose. Yeah. What about Keith Lee? Where do you see Keith Lee going? Independence, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Keith Lee in a company like an MLW. That would be awesome. That's where I want to yeah. see him. I think this. I think that's where he thrives. Yeah. I don't, and it's not because of his wrestling. Keith Lee is just not. He's not designed for mainstream wrestling fans, or yeah, I guess you can call AEW wrestling fans. I guess AEW Marsh. He's not designed for that. He's not designed for that kind of entity. He's a he's a pro wrestler. What they do on AEW is wrestle, yes, but you know they they do a lot of TV shit. He's not good at. He's good at just getting. I mean, yeah, you can put him on TV. But he's good at getting in there, film a fucking match, because, you you know, live shit's really not his thing. Film the fucking match, cut if you need to cut for whatever, and then put it on there, and then let him just be the wrestler. That's why I think MLW is a great fit for him. MLW, you know, maybe, uh, uh, I was going to say Ring of Honor, but that's not a thing. <laughs> Whoa. That's not, that's not, that's not a thing-ish. But yeah, that's why I think MLW is, is great for him, or, or just being independent for now, and just taking dates. Because he's clearly made a name for himself where he can make dates, just do independent dates, and make a good living off of that. Since he's, since he's going to be free, I mean, maybe sometime in uh, 2022, he shows up in uh, in our backyard. Warrior Wrestling, that'd be great. Yeah, it's been a long time. But yeah, I think he he fits better in that kind of a ring. NWA, maybe. Um, I would like to see him. Yeah. Even if it's just for spots here and there, I'd right. like to see him. I think, I think he fits in that kind of spot. Of situation, he's just not meant for mainstream, and that's not a shot at him. He's just he's just not. But obviously, with all due respect to Killer Cross and his fans, he is the most talented guy on this list that we just talked about. In my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the next one uh, because I, I think it's a no brainer. I think Ember Moon shows up in NWA, especially with Mickey James running shit. Yeah, I know she's a huge fan, so there well, you go. I think with that being said, then I think she shows up in Impact as well. Okay, I mean, Mickey James is champ. And they, they have, <clears throat> clearly at this point, I don't know how strong it is, but NWA and Impact have a working relationship. Yeah. So I think um, it shows up to both, which I, I think I'm all for it. I think Frankie Monet probably shows up. Yeah, back to Impact. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, it worked for her. It did. It, it worked did, for yeah. her. And I mean, she'll, I'm sure she'll be back to Mexico, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge in Mexico. Yep. So, again, no-brainer. How many of these people show up at the... Supercard of Honor in April. Good question, man. <laughs> assuming that it happens. Yes, assuming that it happens. If uh, if Ring of Honor is serious about making a comeback, I think you grab a Keith Lee. I think it's it's time for him to come back into to Ring of Honor, where his career really first got started. Think of a match of a Keith Lee versus a Jay Lethal or Jonathan Gresham. A returning Roosh, if he's if he's healthy, if, yeah, if he's healthy. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I think I think for sure you have to consider somebody like Keith Lee. If you still have a women's division, you look at somebody who you know we're watching Roxy now, who's really doing phenomenal things in in independence in in the independent scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see somebody like uh, like a Number Moon being a great a great fit for that for for somebody like that and put on a, a great match and really helping getting young talent over which is what Ring of Honor was all about I don't know if I see Killer Cross in a Ring of Honor ring I don't know if we'll ever see that yeah I don't I, think it fits I, yeah no I, I don't think it fits but uh, as far as that list goes I mean I'm looking at it 
I don't really see many. And there's a, there's a, still a few people I don't know who they are. I'm not. I don't know why Trey Baxter sounds familiar, but he's not drawing. I'm drawing a blank. You know those top two people that are on this list: Ava Marie and Nia Jax. They need to go fucking do something else. I agree, Ava Marie especially. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, again, I've stated it before. She's not my cup of tea per se. Yeah. But you know, she's not unattractive. Sure, sure. So I'm sure there's plenty of Instagram time waiting for her doing shit yeah. like that. Yeah, like, whatever, whatever do they're that. doing these days. Yeah. Don't don't come back to wrestling, yeah. please. <laughs> whatever your unfinished business was, it's finished. Go away. <laughs> you have to respect the business to be in it. Even even if you're a sports entertainer, how many times have you seen people come in? They don't respect the business. And they're never heard from again. Never heard from again, yeah. And it's it's meant to be that way. you got to respect the business. It's not for everybody. You know, Nia Jax, I don't know if it was, she's always her birthright because she's an Anawai, but it's not for you. Yeah. Do something else. You know, there's plenty of other things that you can do to, to make money, which I'm sure she's made her money. I'm sure she's doing just fine. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of these people, though, I think it, it's for the best. You look at it, I said it before, yeah, you, you know, you're not necessarily happy that somebody got fired from the job because that's what happened. They got fired. Mm-hmm. And you're never like, oh, hey, yeah, hey, that's great. They got fired. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, when you think long term, you're like, dude, this is great. Killer Cross is fucking back. Mm-hmm. You know, the fucking hitman, Killer Cross. Yep. The guy that is there to just destroy rosters. It's what he does. Not carry in, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. It's not even the name thing. But you take him, you look at. One of the best matches that NXT had last year. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, title versus title. Keith Lee wins the title. And then weeks later, he's dropping the title. He's dro- he's, he's, he's just throwing his title to somebody else. I don't want to be the North American champion yeah. anymore. And then he loses the title shortly after that. And then he gets called up even shortly after that to, you know, to lose by DQ to Randy Orton in your yeah. big Raw debut. All what, that for nothing. What a joke. What a fucking joke. <laughs> you call up Karrion Cross while he's still NXT champion. You have him lose right away to Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and then he starts being, he starts fucking cosplaying fucking demolition. Oh, I would have thought Shao Kahn. Okay. Yeah, well, that, like a, that works. Like too. a lower rate Shao Kahn. Uh, whatever. He's cosplaying somebody. He's fucking, he's Killer Cross. Yeah. His gimmick was so cool. Everywhere he went, and then you come in here and you make him a fucking cosplay character. <laughs> Losing to Jeff Hardy. Nothing, not there's no disrespect to Jeff Hardy, but fuck, dude. Yeah. Who's Jeff Hardy beating these days at his fucking <laughs> older age? <laughs> that I'm supposed to believe that he's fucking. I mean, look at look at Harlem Bravado in WWE. He's dressed yeah. up in a fucking. He looks like a. He looks like a unused Archie Comics character. Like Jughead's cousin yeah. who you've only seen once. <laughs> Good fucking wrestler. Yep. And you know, Joe Gacy, another guy. Why can't, let's cut these guys. Let's let's do that too, you know? But it did these are usually good things when when you see WWE doing cuts. You're like, all right, cool. Who who's getting set free? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's <laughs> Who's getting released from this fucking this dungeon that exists? They made their money. Now let's go. Let's go be names again. Yep. And still make money. And still make money. Because again, if they do go to AEW, the minimum that you're gonna make is 80, 80 grand. If you if you were to sign a full time contract, the minimum you're gonna make is eighty grand. Ain't bad. It's not bad. Health insurance, 
Depth, all that yeah, stuff, you know. Very important. It's not too bad. It's not too bad of a gig, yeah. you know. Not saying everybody should go to AEW, but right. one thing I gotta ask real quick because I, I was I was going through the schedule. We were gonna wrap this up here in a minute, folks. Uh, I want to go back to Japan and I want to talk about January fourth, which is Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, for the third year in a row, we're gonna have January fifth as well. But that's not all, as you know. Wrestle Kingdom is gonna be. Three days this year. Three three events, absolutely. Two in the Tokyo Dome, one in uh, Yokohama Arena. Mm-hmm. Does it take away the beauty, of, I should say beauty, the importance of the uh, of the meaning of Wrestle Kingdom by doing it three days? Or, or is making it like a little small tour <laughs> best for business? I mean, what's your take on that? Because I'm a little bit on the fence right now. I tell you what, you know, obviously pro wrestling is is an industry right now that is constantly evolving. I think extending, I don't know if you want to call it extending or just breaking breaking it apart into multiple pieces, but whatever, however you decide to look at it, what they're doing with Russell Kingdom these days, I think it's I think it's just where where the industry needs to be with big events. And think about it. They they were the they were the ones to do that first, if I'm not mistaken. And now you've got WrestleMania doing multiple nights. It's doing it again next year. Yeah. Yep. I think that speaks volumes because usually WWE is the trendsetter yep. for better or for worse. So NJPW, I think they they handled it. Very well. I mean, last year, fucking awesome. Yeah. They, again, it all goes back to the fundamentals. You know, you have to have good booking. You have to have good content. You have to have consistent content. You have to have the talent to pull off all that shit. And if anybody does it better than most, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. At least right now. Yeah. So, can they pull off three nights? Absolutely. Do I agree with it? Absolutely. They have yet to disappoint me. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. And, and, and again, you and I can sit through a New Japan event, whether it be five, six, seven hours in one sitting, and it not feel that way. Yeah, I agree. Because you're, you're enthused, you're involved in it. It has your attention. You watch WrestleMania, I thought I was here stuck at your house for two weeks. <laughs> I fell asleep. You fell asleep. That and SummerSlam. Yeah, and SummerSlam. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like busy work, right? Yeah. Like fuck. I I guess my 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 final question to that is it you know I I know they're I know I know that's New Japan I know they don't disappoint but I guess the other thing too is do they stretch themselves too thin with roster size because of the current situation in the world right now? I mean it's not going to get better by January at this point, you know. Well, you've got you got to remember there, there's a, a couple byproducts of that situation. One, regardless of the roster size, if you're splitting the the event over three nights, that means less time per night for the event. That's a good thing because now you don't have exhausted fans. Yeah. Okay, at least that's the way I see it. Yeah, it's it's a little different in Japan because they they're not really that enthused to begin with. At least at least on on the outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, obviously, they want to be there. But mm-hmm. This is in North Korea. you know and that's the thing with you know lately aew although they're starting to scale it back but you you have these marathon events you know four or five hours Mm -hmm. and you attend a live show that's a long time to be anywhere you know right and if you're not having fun 
of some sort, like, it's going to wear you down. So you don't, that's the one thing you don't want to do is exhaust your fans. Also, you got to remember too, spreading it over three nights. Now, I understand you're going to have people who want to attend all three nights, and that's cool. But by doing that, it gives more people an opportunity to see you live. Mm -hmm. Different people. So I'm all for that as well. And they're doing two separate venues. Again, it gives you that exposure. All those are pluses to me, even though they're just technical byproducts of the situation. Fair enough. Still, thinking about it, I don't think they disappoint. I really don't. I think they'll pull it off without a hitch. Again, they've got all the booking they need. Shibata's back? You stole, <laughs> you stole my thunder. I was going to ask you. It, we're, we're not going to fantasy book Wrestle Kingdom yet. God damn it. That, that, we okay, need, we okay. need more time. Okay. But I want I want to pick your brain on this because Shibata Shibata's back. He had an exhibition match and said... Uh, his next match is going to be a real wrestling match. Assuming he's back full-time at this point. doesn't really matter. But Wrestle Kingdom is coming up in a couple of months. Shibata, who is he going to be wrestling on oh. one of those nights? Well, obviously, I don't know about you, but I want some closure. I would like to see him fight Kenta. Yeah, that one makes the most sense to me. But will that happen? I don't know. Because let's let's get one thing out there clear as, as crystal here. Kenta is more than capable of having a real wrestling match. Okay. It's <laughs> an understatement. All right. So <laughs> let's get that out, you know. Yeah. Because I know you, you've got a few people out there like, oh, yeah, well, he's Bullet Club and blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. He can fucking wrestle. He can go. Don't worry about that. And let's face it, that receipt, long time coming. Long time. <laughs> so I'm all excited for that. Does it have to happen at Wrestle Kingdom? No, it doesn't. But would it be the fucking tippy top for me? Absolutely. Take my fucking money all day times two. I can't wait for that receipt to happen. So, uh, but if it's not, if it's not Kenta, and you know, he already did, he already fought Zack Sabre in the exhibition. Mm -hmm. So, if we're talking like straight up pro wrestling match, man. Fuck. Something in me tells me it might have to be Okada. Now, there doesn't have to be a belt involved. Right. And keep in mind, this could lay the groundwork for a heel turn. Because, let's face it, man, Shibata's extreme baby face. Yeah. You know? What better way for Okada to turn than to just fucking pull a Kenta 2.0? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, put him back. Try to put him back on the shelf. I mean, you know, I feel if that happens, I feel sorry for Shibata. But at the same time, like somebody, some company is gonna make a fuck ton of money. Mm -hmm. You know, part of that money would be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 I'm with you on both. I think for me, the logical pick is, and and my favorite pick is still the Kento match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because. The, the most dashly thing I've I've seen in wrestling in, that in, in was a long time. Fuck, dude! I I I still can't believe they did that. Whew. I still can't believe that happened, and I still can't believe that Kenta left that building unscathed. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, uh, a thousand percent, Kenta versus Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom should happen. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, this is the time of year where we start building up to it. Right, right. So, Power Struggle, it's happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling World. 30 days. You're right, you still get 30 days for free. So, uh, definitely, definitely check that out. It's going to, it's already going to have happened by the time you listen to this. But, 
you need to check it out. You need to watch it. And you need to watch all of World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. Some phenomenal wrestling you see every year. Great way to end the 2021 year for New Japan. And that leads into a three-day extravaganza, if you will, of pro wrestling leading up to the very first. I mean, what's better? I mean, everyone talks about like the Royal Rumble and all that stuff. No, no, no. The best thing, the best way to open up your wrestling year is Wrestle Kingdom. And every time that Joe and I talk about the best of that year, we always go back to January. Yeah, always. Those shows are... They set the bar every year. And, and they set it so high that nothing else touches it. Fuck. And that's that's not a bad thing. That no. just shows you how good that, that those shows are, man. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I, I'm... I'm this, this, is, this is our Christmas here. Yeah. This is... <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap things up uh, as, as we sit here in awe uh, of what has become of NXT. <laughs> There's a segment on right now. It's called Lashing Out with Lash Legend. It's some sort of faux talk show. And, uh, yeah. I just saw uh, Kushida. Yeah. In an amateur wrestling. Yeah, gear. they look like fucking Steiners. You know what this is like? You know what they did to their own company? To to NXT, this is what WWE did to NXT, which is their own entity. They ECW'd it. They did. I mean, now you got this guy Tony Angelo, who's uh, you know, this Tony Sobrano wannabe. Suppose, yeah. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. You know, I forget about this whole product. <laughs> Well, don't forget about us. <laughs> We're available on social media, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. That's our official Facebook page. Uh, come talk to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Come hang out with Matt and I and a plethora of others. Uh, We're available on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at 20x20crew. Uh, we are also, uh, please... Questions, comments, booking ideas. Come on, share share some booking ideas with us. I'm always interested uh, to pick your guys' brains about different stuff. So, 20x20crew at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, merchandise, and the like. And that's going to do it, man. Episode 125, 125 is in the books. Man. A buck and a quarter. A buck and a quarter. That's where we're at. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah, for who, for what, forget about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while, so here we go. Let's see if you remember. You've been Matt. I've been Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fan-fucking-tabulous. And until next time, we will see, see you in the ring. ring.